Welcome everyone to another episode of the podcast. Before we get into it today, I had noted it in the last episode, but it's something that I'm really excited to do moving forward. I want to hear more about the people who listen to me and the show. You guys have been nothing but loyal and supportive over the time that I've been doing the show. And I now want to know more about you guys. I want to know where you're from, what you do with your life, what you're interested in. Um, so please reach out to me on Instagram at felix.levine, or you can email me felixlevinewtg at gmail.com and tell me your story. I'm going to give you a shout out on the next episode. Um, we can have a little back and forth, but I really want to get to know uh, some of these great people that listen to me because, again, it means the world. And I think that it would be really cool for me to to know, again, who is listening, uh, what they're about, what they do, um, because I'm truly, truly interested. So definitely do that. Also, if you haven't done so already, follow me on Instagram at felix.levine to get updated on all the new episodes as they drop. And also check out my website, felix-levine.com. There you'll find every episode, full version, audio, video, photos from every recording, contact information if you want to get in touch with me, all that good stuff on my website. And you can also watch all of my episodes on YouTube. Search me on YouTube, Felix Levine. Subscribe to that channel. Full episodes, highlights of the episodes, all that good stuff is over there. So go check that out today. And my next guest, he is the co-founder and CEO of Yubo, which is a fascinating new social networking app that is taking over the internet. Please welcome Sasha Lazzini. And we're live. Sasha, thank you uh, so much for, for coming on the show today. I'm, uh, I'm very happy to have you on. We've, I've been looking forward to this one for, uh, for, for a few weeks now, so I'm happy to uh, finally have it happen. Yeah, it's very happy also to, 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 to be here. Can't wait to, to start the podcast. And uh, so I told you a few seconds ago what I, what I do with most of my guests to ask them if there's maybe a little tidbit, a little story, a little something the world doesn't know about you. Um, so I'll let you, I'll let you share that with the masses. Yeah, so so I think something interesting is that um, I'm not using Instagram anymore. I even deleted my my first account and then I created a new one only for work and and I don't have any content on on Instagram, any picture, any video, and that's which I think is uh, ironic in a sense because you have somewhat. I mean, you could describe it in, in a few different ways, but somewhat of a social networking app. Um, so for the CEO or founder to not have that. Is uh is quite interesting, but is there is there a particular reason why you don't have that anymore? I think it's it's my opinion, but but for me it's just always the same content, and and at the end it's 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 boring and uh, it doesn't represent how the society works today, and and there is no social interaction on this platform, so I wouldn't say it's a social network, but it's more a content discovery network where you can discover. Uh, influencers, brand, media, but you are not socializing with uh, with other people. Now, for you, do you? I mean, do you have a? I hope you do. You have a Ubo account. Do you do you use Ubo yourself? I know you're busy, but um, you know what's that? What's that? What's it like to to be the co-founder and CEO of your own app? And then uh, you know, does that make you or, or make you want to use it less because you you're talking about it all day and night? Yeah. So so actually, it's very funny because. Um, 
I'm too old to use Jibo. So right. uh, we, we don't have users over 25, 90% of the users are between 13 to 25. So I cannot use Jibo with, uh, with my account, but I'm using Jibo every day with the support account. Um, and uh, and so I'm be behind one Yubo uh, account, and I'm answering to everyone on this account on the behalf of Yubo. Now, I mean, so I've listened to a bunch of your your interviews in the past couple of days, um, and I know, uh, you know, what Yubo does. But I think it would be disrespectful to not have you at least, uh, you know, yourself explain for the people that out there that aren't, you know, familiar with it really quickly. What is Yubo and why should someone who's listening right now who's never heard of Yubo uh, perhaps be interested in downloading it, especially because a lot of people I think that listen to my show, uh, you know, happen to fall into that you know, probably more of that 18 to 25 range. Um, so, you know, what is it and, and why should someone go and download it the way the way that I did two days ago to, to check it out? Yes, it's a, it's, a, it's a good question. So, so Yubo is a, is a social space to socialize online all around the world. And basically, it's a public space where you have small group of people. On average, it's 10 people that are interacting through video, audio, and chat in real time based on the topic of the conversation and based on the people in the group. And our mission is really to take the best of offline interactions and add to that the power of the technology to make sure that you will connect instantly with the right group of people anywhere in the world at any time in a very safe environment. And at some point it's more, much more powerful than socializing offline because at some point when you are offline, you are forced to socialize with your people. You are at school with the people you are um, at work or when you are doing a sport. And if it's 3 a.m. in the morning and you don't find a way to sleep and you just want to hang out with other people, where when it's in real life, everything is closed and you cannot do nothing. But on Yubo, you can connect instantly with the right group of people speaking on the subject you want to speak about. So, so this is what Yubo is. And our vision is to create a space for youth to be themselves and express themselves as they would do in, in real life. Now, why is it that you made the decision to focus on the youth? And does it come from any personal experiences or personal, um, quote unquote, pain points? You know, oftentimes, as you said in a bunch of interviews, you're looking to solve a problem or a gap, if you will. Um, was it something that, you know, was, was personal for you or your co-founders? Or was it something that you just found uh, was the best demographic to target and why? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a good question. So, so basically, just to give you some history, about uh, me and my co-founder. It's been 10 years that we are creating platform with the same mission of improving the way of how you connect and interact online. And Yubo is just an iteration of what we built uh, before. And at the beginning, when we created Yubo, we didn't know that we were going to target the youth or target the Generation Z. Um, but we just noticed something that is still happening today, which is millions of people are sharing their Snapchat username online to make new friends on Snapchat. And we just wanted to understand who were sharing the Snapchat username online and why they were sharing the Snapchat username online. So the first version of Yubo was just a way to discover new people on Snapchat and, and get new Snapchat username. But we didn't know who we were targeting and why they were doing. 
But to get the first users, what we've done is we managed to add all the people that were sharing the Snapchat username online on Snapchat accounts. We spoke with them to say, hey, there is an app called Yugo dedicated on making new friends on Snapchat. You should try it and download it. And we got 5 million users in a year with this channel of acquisition and a lot of organic growth. And we understood that our target was a Generation Z because five years ago, 99% of our users were between 13 to 17 years old. And this generation um, doesn't have any difference between their online life and their offline life because they are the most connected generation in the world. And as they need to socialize offline, they also need to socialize online. But there is no solution except you will to do that. Maybe you can socialize on gaming platform like Fortnite, but it's not around social interaction. It's around the gameplay. Now, something that, that I thought about when I first heard about Yubo, um, and you've obviously heard about this as well, is with the the new hype around Clubhouse, which... Um, you know, does I don't want to say a similar thing. I think some of the some of the features are at least similar. Um, and it's you know at least in the U.S. I don't know internationally. Uh, it's grown very quickly. I mean, I've heard about it on on many different platforms. How different you know is a Yubo from a Clubhouse? And uh, you know, maybe to the people out there that are thinking of downloading one of the two apps, why should they perhaps go to Yubo over? Uh, a clubhouse or or another one of those apps that that allows you to to connect with people in real time, whether it be audio or video. Which clubhouse doesn't have the the video aspect? Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a very good question. The, the, the first one I would say is that clubhouse clubhouse is here to connect you with your network or the network of your network, and it's based on your Twitter graph, and it's a following model. So it's mainly a performance model. And it's not uh, a real-time interaction model or socializing model because it's here to create a network and have as much follower as you can. And so this is the, the, the main difference between Clubhouse and, and, and Yubo. And the, the other thing is that there is some similarity, like being a space where you have a group of people speaking together. But on Clubhouse, it's not small group of people speaking together. It's small talk like it's a uh, it's people that have prepared the conversation before and that are talking to a big amount of people in order to perform to them and it's not a natural conversation you would have in a festival or in a bar with a, a random group of, of people so this is uh, a, another difference and last but not least i would say that clubhouse is mainly for all all people that want to network and grow their network, a, a kind of LinkedIn, if you want, but a, a social space for LinkedIn in order to, to grow your business network. And on Yubo, it's just a place where you can just socialize and hang out with a small group of people from the same age without no pressure, without any following model, like you would do in, a, in real life. Now, I have a question, and this is just really to, to push you a little bit. I don't know. Did you watch the the Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma? Yes, I did. So I watched that. I think it came out this summer, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And you know, for people out there that haven't watched it, it's a it's kind of a a mind a mind fuck, if you will, um, because it's it and it's a little scary for for people in 
my my generation, which is really not far off from yours. Um, it's really about this this addiction to you know the scrolling and the the keeping your eyes glued to a screen uh, all day every day. I don't know if that's something that uh, you know because your demographic is between thirteen and twenty five. Um, if that's something that you perhaps feel like you are feeding into ever, um, or if there's a fear that, uh, you know, some people might think it's a problem. Some people might not think it's a problem, uh, that there's so many of these social apps and so many, so much time devoted to a screen. Um, but I don't know if that's a conversation you've had internally with some of your co-founders about, uh, perhaps, you know, creating another one of these platforms that's just going to keep the youth glued to their screens. And and in reality, maybe it increases the the connection uh, online and, and, you know, allows you to make new friends, which I think is personally great. But at the same time, it might also take away from the time spent in person. Um, so I don't know if there's a way that that you've thought about that or if that's something that that even is, you know, a, a topic of conversation. But I'd be curious to hear hear your thoughts and your thoughts on really the social dilemma, because, you know, as someone who founded an app that is doing uh, a lot of these things, uh, which I think is, and I think it's a great app. I'm, I'm, I'm a big supporter of the app. I'm just curious to hear what you what you think about all of that. Yeah, this is this is this is definitely very interesting. And, and, and you know, the Generation Z is the most connected generation in the world, but at some point, at some point, it's also the most lonely generation in the world. And this is because they are spending more and more time online uh, that they feel lonely. And this is because they are spending more and more time on social networks that are all based around performance, individual behavior, and they have a lot of followers, but they don't have real friends and real interaction. So they are living in a fake world where you can only discover influencers, media or brand, and it's only made for 1% of the population, but not made for 99% of the rest of the population. And last but not least, their business model is based on ads. So their goal is for you to consume as many content as you want and in order for them to earn money. So they are using your data in order to make more money. And on Nubo, we don't think that we compete with any of these platforms because Yubo is not based around content, but it's based around people. It's not based around a following model or performance model. It's based on real-time interactions. And it's not based on individual behavior, but it's based on group behavior. So we are not using our users' data in order to make them consume content and only consume content and like the content in order to make money. We are only using the data and protecting the data of our users to make sure that they will have the best experience on the platform to be active on the platform and have real-time interactions and not be passive on the, on the platform. And our business model is not around ads. We don't have any ads on the platform. We have more gaming model where everything is free, but there is some paying feature that if you pay, will increase your experience on the platform. What are some of those paying features? Like for example, uh, when you are in a room, anyone in the room can pay to boost the rooms and only two rooms that have the more boost in their room can be on the top of the list. And it's kind of the same as if you were in a nightclub and you have the biggest bottle, when you have the biggest bottle, you are in the VIP room and you have more people around you because this is the best spot to be. And so anyone can pay for a boost 
and any participant, either a streamer or either a watcher, no one is making money from it, but it's benefiting. Everyone is benefiting this boost. I mean, in the in the room, you know. So it's like paying a drink for everyone. Everyone will be happy, and everyone will have a better experience in the room. And 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 that's why it's very important because we are only adding paying feature that will increase your experience on the platform. And so we don't use the data of our users in order to sell it to third party. We use the data of our users to make sure that we have a better experience on the platform, which is a much more healthy environment. Now, how, and how much are these boosts? How much is it? Yeah. A boost? It's $2. Okay. And so one person can be like, you know what? I got you. I'll boost us. Yes, exactly. Any anyone in any participant in the room can say, "Let's, I, I want to boost the room." But only two rooms can be on the top. Those are the ones that have the more boosts in real time. And in order to be at the top, you need to have more boosts than the the one that are on the top. So it's kind of like a, a bidding process, if you will. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And so, exactly. and so, okay. And how long do these uh, boosts last? I mean, basically until you kind of bid up until someone yeah, else it, outbids it, you. It lasts only two minutes. And each time you, you, you boost it again, it go to two minutes. Interesting. To the top. That's it. Now, what was the decision to go with uh, the video component? Because, you know, obviously that I think with that uh, from a tech standpoint, that's probably a whole added uh, feet, uh, you know, a whole other set of issues. Um, it's also uh, from a security standpoint. I, I know that you guys, and I, and I think it's great. You guys have done so many things to to ensure security of your users um, from both a data and a, you know uh, an everyday usage perspective. But you know, what is the? Because you know, again, comparing it to just a clubhouse, because that's the one that first kind of uh, I just personally compared to naturally. Uh, that's just audio. What was the decision to go video as well? Because we we were targeting the generation Z and 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 we know that they are what they are using to communicate with the network. They are using live video every day, either to on FaceTime, on Snapchat, or on any other platform. And as we wanted to reproduce the way of how you interact outside in real life, we thought that having video audio in real time would be the best way to have exactly the same interactions as, as you would do, you would have if you were having a coffee with someone. And how does, I mean, you know, uh, an app like yours, which now has, I believe I read somewhere over 40 million users, which is huge, you know, um, especially from right. where you came from and, and everything you've done, uh, you know, to ensure that security, um, I'm sure is a multi-step process. What's that been like, um, you know, because I'm sure there's the legal barriers, there's, uh, you know, the technological barriers. I mean, I'm sure that's a, that's a big, uh, it's a big, it's a big thing, especially, and the more users you have, the more, I guess, potential for things to go wrong. So for you guys, what's that everyday conversation about security so that, you know, maybe a parent who's listening to this right now, who's 40 and has that, you know, 15 or 16 year old kid who's looking to make some friends on Yubo to ensure them that, you know, their kid is spending a, a safe time and having a safe experience on the app. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good question because safety is our main priority since the beginning and since we, we are building social platform with my co-founder. And basically our rules is very simple. We want all our users to behave as they behave in a public space in real life. 
So our rules on Yubo are much more stricter than in any other platform because we really want you to behave as you behave in real life. And then we think that if you socialize with people in real life, you should socialize with people from the same age group. So from the beginning at the sign up, we are doing identity verification in order to put you in the right age group to socialize with the right people. And then everything is going to be processed into strong algorithm that will detect any inappropriate content and will automatically uh, delete any inappropriate content from the platform. And we are going beyond simple moderation because we think that we have a strong responsibility in educating our community and our users because we target the use. So we are sending real-time alerts to our users, for example, when they are sending their phone number to say, hey, this is a private information you should not share with someone because it can be dangerous and they can delete the message before the other person mm -hmm. receive this message. And we make that to make sure that we explain them why this is forbidden, why they shouldn't do that and be sure that they will not start again and last but not least we are working closely with all the biggest ngo and government where we are operating because we think that we can only work with them to make internet safer and i heard that i had read one thing that you also have and this was like mind-boggling really some kind of uh technology that uh can identify what like an age technology that like identifies I don't know how you guys do it. That's why I want to ask you, uh, like, to see if the person is actually the age they say they are. Did I get that correct, or am I a little off? Yeah, no, no, you, 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 you are correct. So, 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 when you 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 sign up, you give it your date of birth, and then you uh, you need to upload a picture with your face, and we are going to. So we have different layer, but one of the layer is we are going to check that the picture you upload. Uh, corresponds with the date of birth you 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 wrote wow. with an algorithm. Wow, and uh, and then how do you know you know if like say I I created a profile but I used like your picture right um, or someone or a random a random photo uh, how do you know that I'm actually who I say I am? So so we, we are also using uh, Google Reverse API. So if you are using a picture on Google or a, a picture from a celebrity then we will notice that right away and we will flag your account right away because we know that you use a picture on Google and we will force you to verify your identity on the platform with your passport or any identity document you have, a video of yourself to make sure that you will use your real identity and your real age on the platform. Now, have you heard of any particular uh... Uh, stories uh, from users on your platform that that maybe are your favorite stories of relationships that were made or uh, friendships that were made, uh, you know, because I don't know, maybe maybe someone was once in, in a room together, uh, they got along well, and then they actually ended up meeting in person and becoming great friends. I don't know if you have any stories like that, or things that you're aware of, um, from, I guess, good Yubo uh, stories. Yeah, we, we, we have so many stories of people that are going live every day, they don't live in the same country or they don't live in the same city because on Yubo, it's not about your location, but it's about your language. 
and there is no barrier on Yubo. And so you can uh, have a chat during two hours or three hours with people that are not living near you or not even in the same country. And and we have a lot of stories of users that are that became best friends without meeting in real life and then managed to meet in real life either in, a, in, in, in Paris or in the US or in another city uh, because they were speaking every day and they had to meet in real life to continue the, the relationship. But, but all our users, we are giving the tools to our users to socialize and to create and edit their network on the platform. And they are staying on Yubo, not only to make friends, because I would say that making friends is only the result of using Yubo, but to really having meaningful interactions and being able to socialize as they would be able to do it in real life. And, and this is very powerful because socializing is a primary need. And when you have this test of socializing with a group of people and hanging out with them and having fun, you always want to have these uh, interactions or this, uh, this interaction again. Now, and also I'm curious, what was the decision um, to, you know, you know, to, to have that cutoff age be 13 years old, right? Because I'm thinking about just for myself, obviously there was not these kinds of platforms when I was 13, but, um, you know, I think that was kind of like when the birth of, of Instagram was, that was, Facebook had been around for a little while. And I remember the conversations with my mom, you know, she didn't want me on Facebook before a certain age or 13 or 14, whatever it was. Um, and I'm sure that a lot of these parents are having those same conversations. And especially now, because there's so many different, you know, platforms to be on and they're, they're afraid, uh, of a whole host of issues that can come with being on social media. So internally, what was that decision to make 13 that age? And, and yeah. Why 13? Because we think, we believe ourselves, and, and, and maybe others don't believe that, we believe that people that are under 13 are too young to use a social platform. And, 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 and we decide that with our safety board. So we have, since three years, we built a safety board with psychiatrists, um, uh, people that are working in big NGO like uh, the NECMEC in the US or the NSPCC in a uh, in the UK, and with them, we are creating the rules we we have on Yubo, and we decided all together that 13 was the minimum age to use a social network like uh, like Yubo. And so I'm curious. I mean, we're going to go into more things, uh, you know, of, of your past and the other, you know, Saloon and Twelve, which are two uh, things that you you had done in, previously in your past. But really quick, I'm I'm curious, what are the the biggest current challenges with Yubo. Uh, what are the the biggest? You know, because I'm sure you you work night and day to 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 continue the the growth of it. But uh, you know, on a daily basis, at least these days, what is the biggest challenge that you're looking at, um, or or problem you're still looking to solve? Yeah. So 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 the biggest challenge is is to is to to scale a platform with a, a small team. And with people from all around the world, and 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 having those strong technology as uh, the live streaming, because we are building our own live streaming technology, and we have more than 500k hours of people streaming and watching per day, which is very huge. And as I said, safety is our main priority, and we are very proud to be one of the leaders today, even if we are still a small company and we don't have the same budget of the big company, but we are doing much more than, than any, any others. 
and and this is also a, a very a big challenge because what we what we know is the more safe the platform is the more people will have fun and the more people will be engaged on the platform but at some point you also need to find the right barrier because you is all about socializing but if you are censoring too much the content you have on the platform then people cannot socialize anymore so this is uh, the, the two biggest challenge we 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 have scaling the platform all around the world and scaling the the, the safety on the platform what are your what are your daily uh, schedules look like these days? So on my side, um, I'm mainly uh, focusing on scaling the team and and, and hiring the, the the right talent because we we don't want to be a, a big team of, of a thousand of people. Today we are around fifty people, and we would like to to stay to have a maximum of one hundred or one hundred and fifty people in the company. So we need to find the right talent. And find the right person that will worth ten people in, in, in with uh, only uh, one person. So I'm focusing on hiring. I'm focusing on on the our investor board and the relation with all the, the investors and the global strategy of the of the company. And I'm also uh, uh, speaking a lot with the community with my support account I have on Yubo, and I'm even going live on Yubo almost every week on the behalf of. Um, of Yubo to speak with the community and announce the the big feature we we are launching and, and getting feedback on on how they want the app to 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 become. What what's the what's the thinking behind never really wanting it to be more than anywhere from fifty to one hundred fifty employees and, and not become that thousand person company? It's a it's a it's a good question. I think it's because we we think that when you when you manage to stay a small team you you can keep iterating very fast and and you can keep um this velocity you have when you are only 10 people and we think that at some point if we become too big it's going to be very complicated to to manage and to continue iterating as fast as we as we are today so so that's why we we would like to to stay as small as we as we can now i want to take you back um to to some of your first kind of ventures um you know, back in, in 2012 uh, with, with Saloon and then uh, 2013 with 12, which for people who are listening were two of your uh, first kind of platforms that you developed, um, I believe with the same co-founders, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, what, you know, first, uh, maybe very quickly what those were, just so people, you know, I'm sure are curious. And then secondly, um, you know, how did those uh, experiences and those, uh, the journeys with those two platforms kind of get you to, Yubo in 2015. Yeah, so 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 the first platform we 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 built uh, was uh, called Saloon, as you said, and it was an hyper-located group of chat application where people could communicate anonymously. And we launched it when we were 18 years old, and it was an application designed for students. So basically, if you were going to the library and you wanted to know if someone has a spot near them or you forgot your math book and you want to know if someone has the, the, a math book, then you can connect on the library group and speak with the people inside of the group. But we had some issues uh, with uh, bullying as it was anonymous. Uh, students were bullying other students or teachers. So we were kind of forced by the directors of the school to stop this uh, this project and um and we were too young anyway we needed to to focus on our studies so 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 we didn't 
fight, but it was a, a very, a very good project. And, and, and with this one, we understood how to create a project from scratch. And we also understood why safety is very important when you are creating a, a social uh, product or a social network like, uh, like Hubo or like Saloon. And then with my co-founder, we, we joined an engineering school and we wanted to create a, a new product. So we, we had this idea of creating a product where every day you can meet one person, either for sport, either for networking or for friendship. And so every day we were matching you with, uh, with someone and we created this product during two years. But to be honest, we, we had no traction, no retention. We were matching people, but no one was were speaking on the platform. So, so after two years, we said, okay, we, we don't have any activity on the platform. We don't have any retention. So we should stop and, and, and create a, a new product. And with this one, I think we, we understood that having a good idea is not enough to, to succeed. Uh, if you ask your friend, what do you think about this idea? Would you use the platform? They are all going to say, yes, it's a great idea. You should do it. And, and I will use it every day for sure. But then you, they are only using it because they are your friend, but they won't use it uh, if, if you were not their, their friends. And, and that's why we, with you, will, instead of starting with a good idea, we, we try to find an issue online, which was uh, people were showing their Snapchat username, why Snapchat is a messaging platform where you don't have any discovery. And we wanted to understand why they were doing that and, and how we could solve uh, the needs they have behind sharing a Snapchat username. And now we're just going to take a quick break to talk to you about my longtime sponsor in U.S. Wellness Meats. U.S. Wellness Meats has over 400 all-natural whole foods in their online store at uswellnessmeats.com. All of their beef, lamb, bison, and dairy products are 100% grass-fed and grass-finished. They also offer pasture-raised heritage pork, free-range poultry, and wild-caught seafood. They specialize in every single diet under the sun and have hundreds of paleo, keto, Whole30, sugar-free, and AIP-friendly options. All of their foods are raised on family farms dedicated to sustainable and ethical principles, so you will never have any pesticides, herbicides, antibiotics, growth hormones, or GMOs. They ship anywhere in the country for only $9.50 for shipping and handling, and most orders are delivered within 24 to 48 hours of leaving their facilities. Go to uswellnessmeats.com today, and when you use promo code PODCAST, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, you'll receive 15% off store-wide savings. Again, go to uswellnessmeats.com, use that promo code PODCAST, and you'll get 15% off of every single order. Go check it out today. Now let's get back into it. Now, you were 18 when you had your first, uh, you know, quote unquote business or idea. Um, but have you always been, uh, you know, or, or had that desire to to create or, you know, be entrepreneurial or, um, you know, I mean, where where has this been, has is this something that that has always been part of, of your life and things that have passed, you know, uh, made you passionate about it? Or is it something that, um, you know, you found when you were in, in, in college or, you know, university, whatever? Um, and you realized that you had a passion for it then? I mean, what, what has it been like for you? Yeah, I think, I think since uh, I was little, I always said that I want to create my, my own business and, uh, and I want to have my own thing because uh, I always wanted to work very hard on something I own and something that I'm creating value to it, but I'm also creating value for, for myself. 
And when I met Jeremy, the CPO today at Tubo and, and, and my first uh, co-founder, he already created a website when he was 15 years old. And when uh, we met at, uh, at the university, he said, hey, do you want to create a, a product on iPhone? Because it was the beginning of the, of the iPhone at this time. And I said, yes, why not? But I don't know how to, to code. And he said, I know how to code like, because I already code uh, some websites so we could learn together and create a new product. And I said, yes. And, and then we, we never stopped. And what's it been like to, cause you, I think you have two founders, right? Uh, another. Yes. What's uh, it, what's Jeremy it? Jeremy and Arthur. Well, what's it been like to, I guess, uh, all three of you together for the past almost 10 years, really, um, to, you know, to go through ups and downs, I'm sure every day it's, there, there's probably, you know, great moments and, and less so, but, uh, you know, to, to kind of do it all together, what's that been like? Yeah, it, of course it has been difficult, but as we always, we, we were always together um, and we, we never had any fight or any issues together. It was okay, we, it didn't work or uh, we have this issue, but, but we know that we, are, we have a mission and we just want to succeed. So we just need to find a way to fix this issue or either find a new product and, and at some point we will succeed. So I think that the, the, the mission is driving us and the fact that we, we create a very good relationship, a very healthy relationship where we don't have any issue altogether. Um, that's why we, 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 are, we continue to, to, to work together. When you were young and imagine yourself, you know, either running a business or being part of a business, did, was it, uh, did you ever imagine that it would be a kind of a, a socializing platform or was that, uh, you know, just because it, you happened to be at that point in time where, you know, for, for everyone in the world, it was this crossroad of, you know, the internet and real life socializing on the internet, but also socializing in real life and, and the opportunity just kind of presented it, itself, if you will. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think it's, uh, we were at the right time at the right moment and we we keep trying and maybe if it was 20 years ago, we wouldn't succeed with that many users because I think that even 15 years ago, we had other platform to socialize that has been created and, and didn't work. And, and this need of socializing online has always existed since internet uh, was created. But I think that we were at the right time with the right technology, with the, the right generation that was ready to have exactly the same interactions online than offline, and 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 that's why we we succeeded. Was there ever a moment after Saloon in twelve where you just wanted to quit? Yeah, yeah a lot, a lot, a lot of a lot of moment, but 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 at some point, um, at the beginning, we we, we, we even we, even with you, but to be honest, we like no one was understanding uh, understanding us. Everyone was saying like no one wants to socialize online. There is no point of making friends online. You should stop, you should find a right product. And, and, and it was very hard to, to have all of these uh, feedback, but the, the, the only things that make us continue was the, the community we had and the number of users that was growing every day. And we said, okay, we, we have so many users coming on the platform every day that have this need of, of making new friends and, and, and socializing that we, we need to continue and, and, and we will crack it for them for sure. And I think I read somewhere that, you know, obviously the pandemic had a lot of 
bad things associated with it. But for something like this, uh, I can only imagine that it was, uh, and I think I had read some statistic where it also kind of took off during during COVID, no? Yeah, it, it, it was growing very fast before the COVID. And, and, and it's true that COVID accelerated uh, our growth and especially our engagement because in 2020, we've seen 400% of increase on our engagement metrics, especially within the live, but it's mainly because our users are using Yubo after school during the weekend or during holidays. And with a strict lockdown, it's a big holidays. So users, it's everyday Sunday, basically. So so so, so we had a, a lot uh, more users using uh, Yubo um, every day. And it, it, it accelerated uh, our engagement and our growth. But at some point, when you are between 16 to 21 years old after school or during the weekend or during holidays, you are in your room. You know, you, you, you are not going out every day. So, so that's why even after the, the lockdown, people were coming back on the platform and we were growing before the lockdown. Do you feel like Ubo has, quote unquote, like made it yet? No, not at all. I, I would say that we we prove that we are answering a primary need, which is socializing online. We prove that we have a strong community and we have a product market fit. But I would say that we've done one percent of the of the road, and now that we have that, we need to do everything to 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 be a hundred times or thousand of times bigger than we are today. For you, do you measure that success based on the number of users, the engagement, or would you rather, uh, like, do you gauge that success or measure that success uh, on the evaluation of the company? I mean, how? What's your what's your metric for success? Our metric for success is uh, the, the the number of people that are using Yubo every day. This is only what matters for for us. And if we reach one billion daily active users, I would say that yes, we. We, we have succeeded. Do you ever think that, uh, does that ever scare you to know that you have a product that really, I mean, it could, it also could not, but it could in a way become this thing that just keeps everyone glued to their phones all day? Not really, because because on, on, on using Yubo is healthy. Because when you are on Yubo, you are interacting with people, you are speaking with them, you are speaking in a group, you are improving uh, your social skills and, and socializing is very good for your health, you know? And, 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 and that's why we are not scared that people are using Yubo too much because if they are using Yubo too much, it means that they are interacting and socializing with other people, which is very good for, for them. You know? Now for you on a personal level, um, I want, I'm curious to know what your metric for how you gauge your own personal success is. Do you, is it is it associated with the success of Yubo or or are you content with with you know everything else? Or how do you gauge your own personal success? Yeah, I think that everything is linked to Yubo and uh, and 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 what I become and and my network, my family, and my friends. So if um, I succeed. And we succeed with Yubo by reaching a billion daily active users that are socializing every day, and 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 we are creating a space for them to just be themselves and making the making them grow naturally. We would we would succeed, 
And and if everyone around me is happy and 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 good, then then I would be I would be happy. Now, if I told you it's 2025, where do you hope Ubo is in 2025? I hope we will keep being the, the leader uh, in creating a social space for use to socialize online, and 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 I hope that um, we will reach as the same number of daily active users as a big social platform have today. Beautiful. Well, it was uh, an absolute pleasure to, to have you on my show. And really quick, for people who are out there uh, listening and are interested in Yubo, you can follow uh, Yubo on social medias, Yubo uh, underscore app. Of course, download it from the App Store. Um, Sasha, it was uh, really a pleasure to, to have you on my show. I know, are you, are you currently in Paris? Yes, I'm based in, in Paris, currently in Paris. We are in a full lockdown. Yeah, but I'm very happy to. I know I have my, I have my, uh, my. So my mom is is from Paris, so we go there, you know, a couple times a year. Um, so you know, of course, one day I'd love. Let to, me know when you are here. Yeah, for sure, I'd love to love to meet you. But um, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on my show, and you know, honestly, I think uh, you guys have a lot of challenge. I mean, you know, I think it's it's amazing what you've been able to do. Um, you know, to think Thanks. of and, and just for you know, as as a young person. Uh, to see, you know, maybe one or two, if you want to call them failures or, or products that didn't go your way, to then making that third that, um, you know, has uh, really taken off and, and done really well. So um, that's inspiring for me to see. And, uh, you know, I think it's great that you're creating a platform that allows people to communicate organically and authentically. And, uh, you know, I, I'm really excited to see this this continued growth because, you know, I, I personally think the sky's the limit. You know, when I first looked into it, um, I was really impressed by what you guys were doing comparatively to other social platforms. So, uh, again, I'm wishing you nothing but the best. And uh, thank you again for coming on thank today. You. Thank you for inviting me. It was a real pleasure to, to do it. And, and I think one of the best podcasts I've done so far. Perfect. Thank you so much.